Sheboygan's Rock Station 106.5 The Buzz. What's up, guys? All right. Special edition Buzz Lunch, as I promised yesterday. This, uh, do you know? In, in the words of our current president, this is kind of a big deal. He said something else, but. Uh, joining me today, preparing to enter the ring tonight, out at Locks Hall in Johnsonville. The icon, the legend, Tommy Dreamer. How you doing? I'm doing great, Sheboygan. What's happening? Wow. Excited to be here. I have I, I, no more so than I am to have you here. Holy cow. I, so, Sheboygan gets a Tommy Dreamer wrestling match tonight. Absolutely. Sheboygan's going extreme all day today. We got this, we got an appearance at Freak Toys, and then we have a show tonight with the proceeds going to Pink Heels, which is a cancer foundation. So uh, it's a good day to be here in Sheboygan. I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, not just the Tommy Dreamer match tonight. We also got Rhino coming to town. We got Sheboygan's own Tough Tom and Swoggle, formerly known as Horn Swoggle. And Tommy's going to be hanging out for the Buzz Lunch today. Absolutely, man. We got some uh, We got some lunch. We got some radio. I love doing this stuff, man. We're going to have some fun. This day, I'm going to be honest, friendly, amazing day. All right, now, I'm just going to start with a standard wrestling fan question, and this is something, you know, I've, I've thought of for years, and maybe you can address it. I've seen it in a lot of promotions, and really, it's an important safety issue. Is there not a better place to store the kendo sticks than directly under the ring? There's a lot of things under the ring. So Hornswoggle made a career of being under that ring. There's yeah. ladders, there's tables, there's chairs. I have no clue. I usually just bring it out there to the ring with me. So, weirdly, I cannot fly with a kendo stick. I used to actually be able to fly with it, but uh, they, I was, it was taken away from me. So I, uh, unless the promoter supplies his own or a fan, I can't bring the kendo stick. Well, yeah, I've, I've always been intrigued. It's just you know, of all the stuff under the ring, I assume they're there for crowd control or something of that ilk, and it's like. Wouldn't that be safer in the back? You know, just <laughs> and they are the only real weapon in uh, professional wrestling. It's uh, a table is for you know a table and a chair is for sitting. It's the only real re- uh, weapon in professional wrestling today. Well, and now how many times? And this is this is going to be a big number. How many times do you estimate you have been hit with a kendo stick over the years? Oh my gosh! Uh, actually, yesterday was 32 years of my first ever match. ECW when I got caned was 1993 Four, so uh, a lot. There's a reason I wear a T-shirt, and just uh, not because of my love of donuts and uh, McDonald's. It's because of all the damn scars I have. That, uh, you know, I yeah, I could see that. That it makes sense. Comfort and you know, comfort for the audience as well. Uh, all right, now you're going to be at Freak Toys three o'clock today. Uh, you're going to be signing stuff. How do you, they mentioned uh, you'll be signing kendo sticks? Uh, you know, if people bring. How do you sign, like, bamboo like that? That's- it's actually pretty easy. I've learned the hardest thing for me to ever sign is actually a baseball. And kudos to every uh, baseball player. But a baseball is very, very hard to sign. The kendo stick, as long as you have a nice Sharpie, uh, signs, and it's a nice keepsake for a long, long time. Gotcha. So, all right, everybody, bring bring the fresh Sharpie with the, with the good points on, although yes. I'm, I'm sure they'll have them down there today. And black, not silver. Black, not silver. This is correct. And, uh, of course, One Fall Entertainment presenting Pink Heels tonight. That'll be at Locks Hall in Johnsonville. Doors open, I believe, at 6, uh, 6.30. Action in the ring gets going at 7. And, uh, Tommy, you're going to be uh, wrestling Coda Jacobs tonight. 
Um, have you done scouting on this? Are you prepared? I have uh, via social media. He has uh, kind of called me out a few times, and I guess he has his own little agenda. So uh, he's going to see my agenda. And like I said, yesterday was uh, 32 years of my first ever match, and I'm blessed to be doing this. I started when I was 18. I'm 50 now, and uh, I'm not going to stop until my body says no, and my body is not saying no right now. I actually feel really, really good. So uh, I look forward to uh, taking it to the extreme tonight. I like it. All right. The innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, going to be joining us for the rest of the all-request buzz lunch here. Uh, 79489, you got a text for me. Also, the Halloween edition, which means we got to do the Misfits. It's Halloween on the Buzz. Sheboygan's Rock Station, 106.5 The Buzz. There you go, Ben. Seven full hail to the king. The special Halloween edition of the Buzz Lunch with our special guest, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy's going to be hanging out for the whole hour here. This is rather amazing. I, I, I know. Getting ready for the big show out in Johnsonville tonight. So, uh, oh, by the way, we have to ask. You're you're a fan of Johnsonville Bratwurst, right? Sure. Okay, I'm good. I'm a fan of all food. Come on now. All right, there we good, good. I mean, we had to get that out of the way. You know, we don't want like we don't like vegan stuff coming into play <laughs> here just now. For the love of God. But uh, all right, so you've been coming to Wisconsin for a couple of years now. Different Matt, ECW. WWE, ran Blizzard Brawl for a couple of years. What's kind of some of your favorite memories of wrestling in the great state of Wisconsin? Well, Wisconsin, as you know, has always been a great staple for the AWA and, uh, you know, growing up a fan. Uh, I got to say, for the WWE version of ECW, uh, we ran the annex of Lambeau Field. And... Sandman, my good old friend, tag team partner, a little crazy man, uh, comes literally running past me. He's like, what time am I on? He goes, I got to hide. And I go, we're on last. He's like, okay, I'll be there. And he's hiding. And I'm like, ugh, what did he do now? So earlier in the day, he took the Lambo tour. And as he's doing the tour, he asked the tour guide, he was like, Hey, what happens? Uh, can I go touch the middle of the field? And like, no, I, you can't. He goes, what happens if I do? He's like, well, we probably got to call the cops on you. And he looked. He goes, I looked right at the guy and said, sorry, bro, this is Lambo. I got to do it. And he <laughs> ran right to the front. He touched the middle, crosses, uh, did the sign of the cross, and then just darted to the rest of the show. And I was like. You think they're not going to find you when you're advertised to be here tonight in the main event? So uh, that was what I used to call Saturdays in my youth. Well, now I was I, now you for years and years partners with the Sandman, partners with a bunch of people. Is Sandman legitimately insane? They all were. Oh, okay. Everybody. Fair enough. It kind of goes with the business, I guess. Sandman was a modern day crusher. He really was. Speaking of which, have you been to the Crusher statue? I have yet? not. I'm going to do it right before I leave tomorrow. Very good. Very good. You know, it's one of those. We put statues of the important people up in Wisconsin. The Crusher, Fonzie, Vince Lombardi. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Really, okay. A guy who uh, made a career of fighting in bars, uh, beating up people, and drinking beer. I mean, I mean, if that doesn't say Wisconsin, that's a, a great thing. Well, and you know, it's I've noticed many times it's uh, you'll go to a show, you got some time to kill beforehand, and you sit in the bar, you have a beer or two, and it's like, 
Isn't this how Crusher used to prep to actually get in the ring? Yeah. Didn't he also play for the Packers? I believe briefly Crusher was a, uh, well, everybody at one time or another. Back then, yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Getting through the Big Mike's All Request Buzz Lunch. Yes, we still do have birthday trivia coming up. Don't forget, by the way, Pink Heels tonight. That will be out at Lax Hall in Johnsonville. Uh, Should be a good time. Uh, Tommy's also going to be over at Freak Toys at 3 o'clock today. All right. Nonstop Rock. I got your weather buzz on the way next. Big Mike's All Request Buzz Lunch. Tommy Dreamer joining us for today. All right, so now I do have to have a, a semi-serious question. You uh, you've been hitting the head a lot over yes. the years. Um, any concerns with uh, yeah, uh, repeated head trauma? Yeah, back uh, in the day, um, I remember getting three concussions in a week. Good. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And uh, I remember... I was after a match, and everyone was all over, you know, congratulating me. And back in the day, bleeding, they used to put, um, like, a fishnet over your head with a gauze pad on top of your head to stop the bleeding. I was like, I just need some air. I just need some air. And the next thing I know, I'm at a Wawa, which is like a 7-Eleven in Philadelphia, and it's three hours later. And I have no clue where I was for those three hours. I actually got in my car and drove all around Philadelphia. And when I woke up, there was, this again, the 90s, there was something called a killer shake. Uh, and there was two on the floor, and I was drinking them out of the, uh, you know, the refrigerator door. And the girl who worked there recognized me, and she was like, Tommy, are you okay? And it was like I woke up from a dream. And... She was like, were you in a car accident? Because I'm still in my gear, covered in blood. (laughs) And I was just like, what am I doing here? And she's like, you walked in here. And after every ECW show at the ECW Arena, Paul Heyman and myself would drive to this Wawa right before we went to our hotel to get, like, snacks, whatever, to go to bed. And that was just, I guess, my instinct to do. And I was completely unconscious for uh, three hours of my life. I don't remember ever. So uh, that scared me, but, you know, the brain is also a muscle, and what we can learn from past, like, there should never be chair shots to the head, unprotected chair shots. Thankfully, that that has been eliminated, almost banned in in professional wrestling, but I know for myself, uh, I haven't taken one in the 2000s, and yeah, back then we knew nothing about any type of head trauma, so it was just like, you were cool if you were taking chair shots and not putting your hands up but nowadays you know thankfully we've learned and progressed and the sport has gotten safety and you know just like every sport has learned and gotten you know better you look at old school hockey where goalies didn't wear face masks yeah that's <laughs> and you were considered been, yeah. not tough if you didn't do it uh but gay guess what you uh you were tough you you probably yeah face mask well because it's it is definitely a different product nowadays as far as that because i remember Seeing you at a couple of the ECW shows at the Rave and uh, Balls Mahoney opened the show with uh, Masato Tanaka. I think that's as hard as I've ever seen a human being hit another human being with a chair. I literally would tell Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley, break a steel chair over my head. And we would dent chairs over our heads with steel chairs. And not the smartest thing to do uh, (laughs) in hindsight, but the fans, again, back in the day loved it. And... If you get hit with a steel chair in the back, it hurts just as much as getting hit in the head. So uh, we were, again, back then you didn't know. But uh, it made 
it made us in a lot of endeared us to the fans and you know you could still remember that memory oh absolutely i also look at it where you know i'm 50 i've been wrestling 32 years my mom is 81 and she forgets a lot and she's never taken a chair shot so i think it's uh gonna happen to all of us so all right all right fair enough fair enough actually got a question on the text line here otto can you ask tommy how it was working with the Impractical Jokers? Oh, they're great, man. They've uh, I've been on the show twice. They said I've had the two best punishments to good old Q. And uh, they're big wrestling fans, happy for all their success. And, uh, yeah, the first one, he got uh, beat up. And when I tell you that show is 100% legit, he had no clue uh, either time of what he was doing. And it was just, uh, it's amazing how popular that show goes. Yeah, I, I saw some of the back and forth between Sal and Bully Ray, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it's always, it's a weird thing as a wrestling fan because I've been to a couple of shows and um, this is actually a story I've told. The time Triple H scared the living crap out of me uh, was front row for a Raw. And, you know, you're having fun, you're yelling back and forth at guys during the night. And I, my, uh, my wife said something to Triple H. I don't even remember what it was, but he had the sledgehammer in his hand, and he just kind of looked in our direction and hit the sledgehammer on the stairs. And instantly, it kind of went through my mind of, all right, now I know he's not going to leap over the rail and hit me. However, you know, if he's just had a bad day and this is the final straw... <laughs> And this man wants to beat me to death with a sledgehammer. There's not really anybody in this building who could do much about it, so I'll just quietly observe the remainder of the evening. When uh, last night I was just, I stayed up with uh, Swoggle at his house in Oshkosh, and we were watching 1975 on the WWE Network, uh, Spiros Arion versus Bruno San Martino, and a fan hits Spiros Arion in his arm. And Spiros Arian turns around and just throws this guy. And I wa- and he was like, whoa. And I said, for me, that was a common occurrence. But if that happened today, one, the wrestler like would probably have been sued, even though he was defending himself. Right. But the, the, it was in front of all of these cops in New York City, and they did nothing. Because it was just like, I guess they either thought it was part of the show, and this poor fan went flying. But it was just uh, something that was a, a common occurrence. Again, thankfully, it, it uh, has changed. Yeah, well, that was just kind of, you know, there was a whole society thing with that because, I mean, in the 70s in New York, I remember watching the Boston Bruins go into the oh yeah into the seats at the Garden and beat a guy with his own shoe, but uh, not recommended, you know, as far as uh, fans probably should not interact with the wrestlers in that fashion at Especially any wrestling show. Especially in your case if Triple H had a sledgehammer. You know, and that... That would be. <laughs> I've heard other stories over the years. I had a friend who uh, once, I believe, he said, uh, "Who shaves your back?" To Albert, who turned around and he's like, "He blocked out all light." I couldn't, and he just looked at me and said, "No, your mom." And he said, for the rest of the night, I was just like, "You know what? I'm. I'll just observe the show." And just, oh, that's that's excellent. That's excellent. When I was a kid, I went to uh, a show. Had it was uh, Valentine's Day. And, uh, of course, took my girl, then-girlfriend. I wonder why we didn't work out. And we were front row, and the match was Demolition versus the big boss man and the one-man gang And uh, when he was wrestling as Akeem. And for some reason, 
I was jawjacking, and I was, I would think I was 16 years old, and I was supporting my proud Hulk Hogan yellow tank top, and the music of Demolition wasn't playing yet, so I decided to start hamming it up, and I was flexing, and I had my foot, I was standing on my chair, and I had my foot on the guardrail, and I said something to the one-man gang and uh, Big Boss Man, and they looked at me, and one-man gang spit. And when I tell you this was like this perfectly aligned and it just missed me. And now I'm challenging into a fight and they're still not hitting demolitions music. And I now have the crowd backing me <laughs> and I'm like, come on, come on. And they both get out of the ring <laughs> and they walk. And now I'm standing on the guardrail and I'm looking up at the both of them. And I'm like, oh my God, these guys are so big. And boss man has his stick and he's like, come on, come on. And one man gang's just like, just step one more foot over that guardrail. <laughs> he goes, and we will beat you to death. And then uh, he's like, come on, come on. And the crowd's uh, cheering me on, cheering me on. He's like, come on, do it, do it, do it. And in the greatest moment of, you know, I'm going to beat them up. I'm going to join the WWE when I beat up these two guys. And my greatest moment of this is how I'm going to make it. I look around. And then I just get off the guardrail and sit down in my seat. And uh, as soon as they turn their back, Demolition's music hits. And then as soon as they make their way to the ring, I remember looking at my girlfriend. I was like, come on, we're leaving fake wrestlers. I hate this place. <laughs> and then I wound up wrestling both those guys. And I told them both those stories. And they were like, man, I hope you're not going to beat the crap out of us tonight. I was like, hey, you never know. <laughs> oh, boy, Akeem. You know, that's a gimmick you could not do today. Akeem the African Dream, yep. Managed by the Slickster, the Jive Soul Bro and Big Boss Man. It was, hey, they had that famous, they are part of the Mega Powers turn here with... Abs um, the Mega Powers explosion at the Bradley Center, which traumatized the seven-year-old Otto when it happened. That was an amazing, amazing storyline with Savage and Hogan. It happened right here in Milwaukee. Uh, once again... You got jealous eyes. <laughs> you have lust in your eyes for the lovely Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, oddly enough, we do have a Friday tradition here and text request popping in for that. So, all right. Real American Friday time this week going for Drill Press Cheyenne, uh, who, according to, uh, who was that? Uh, oh, Mashed Potatoes putting in, she'll be stealing candy from kids' bags on Sunday night. Uh, Rick Derringer on a Real American Friday with Tommy Dreamer. On the Big Mike's All Request Buzz Lunch. 1065 The Buzz, nonstop rock, text request dropping in, Scotchman Jimbo. Of course, it's Friday. Gotta have Alabama song. All right, Tommy Dreamer in for the Free Beer Friday All Request Buzz Lunch. Got birthday trivia coming up with Big Mike's, but uh, talking with Tommy here. Of course, going to be out at Pink Heels tonight. That will be at Locks Ballroom. In Johnsonville. Uh, Rhino, by the way, going to be wrestling the over 400-pound Becky Woods Brown. Do you think Rhino's ready for a 400-pounder this evening? Well, Rhino's uh, pushed about 350 pounds sometimes in his career. Early Rhino, he had no neck. It was yeah. just uh, a head and then a torso. So uh, he is still, um, I see him all the time, he's still as ferocious, and that gore still knocks the living crap out of you every time he hits it. Takes the wind right out of you. See, I remember the last thing I remember hearing from Rhino was he was running for Congress, I think, over in Michigan. Yeah, he was running for, uh, I want to say, um, legislation, something like that. 
uh, in his area. He's one of those guys, kind of like Kane, that really does believe in helping out the area that he lives in. And he's very, very uh, passionate about it. Unfortunately, he didn't win. Kane did win. And he's just, again, you know, like, hey, when Jesse Ventura ran for, uh, you know, governor and all that stuff, he, he, something that he was very, very passionate about and wanted to make the betterment of his, where he lives. Is it still kind of mind-blowing? Because I'm, I'm sure you interacted with Kane over the years that he's now, you know, he's no longer a demon. He's the mayor. Yeah. Uh, I think it was even crazier that uh, before he became president, uh, I hung out with Donald Trump. Well, that- he was my boss on Monday Night Raw. I oh, knew who I was. Right. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of The Apprentice, and then, you know, lo and behold, the guy becomes the president of the United States, and I was like, uh, the, I know the president, and the president knows me. Now, that, that does kind of lead me to my one question of, uh, you know, you're a definitely, you know, a known guy. You've been kind of in the wrestling spotlight for you. What is the coolest thing, not wrestling related, that you've gotten to do just because you're Tommy Dreamer? Oh, uh, man. You know what? Recently, uh, before I ever saw professional wrestling, I got hooked the first time I ever saw it. 1979. I was uh, eight years old. And before that, I wanted to be third baseman for the New York Yankees um, because in the early 70s, Yankees won back-to-back World Series. And that player was Greg Nettles. And a couple of weeks ago, he did a signing by my house. And something that I've never, ever done because I've always sat at his side of the table. And I went to his signing. And I went to his signing and told him what he meant to me, what he meant to the city. And I was like, I'm sure you've heard this, but like, you were my idol. And I just wanted to tell you that. And he was like, man, like he knew nothing about wrestling, no nothing, but all the people that was there, like I walked into his, his signing and he was like, man, I really appreciate it. And turns out he lives in Knoxville. And I was like, oh, I know the mayor. (laughs) And he was like, you know, I heard he's a great guy left. And so I kind of hooked the two of them up together. And, you know, I was fortunate to, you know, Dusty Rhodes was my hero. He was one of my close friends. And I've been fortunate to, you know, meet all these people and heroes and stuff like that. So uh, I was happy I was able to do that. But that's one of the cool things. Or another time when uh, Ken Griffey Jr. called my phone and asked me for uh, help him get tickets. And I was just (laughs) like, and the stupidest thing you ever say. And, you know, we all fanboy. And he's like, hi, uh, you know, I speak to Tommy, please. And I'm, you know, giving my tough guy speaking. And he was just like, hi, this is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I got your number from Dale Torborg, and I was looking for tickets to Extreme Rules. And I'm like, Dale Torborg was the demon in WCW, and his father was Jeff Torborg. And in my head, like, oh, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm like, oh, like, is this like, first I think it's a joke. But then I'm like, no, this is really is him. And the stupidest thing to ever come out of my mouth, I go, Ken Griffey Sr.'s son? And he's like, yes, my dad played baseball. So did I. I was like, yes. I was like, hey, man, yeah, what's going on? I was like, that was the stupidest thing to say. I was like, yeah, let me uh, make a few phone calls and I get back to you. And then at the end, I was just like, why did I say that? The famous Ken Griffey Sr., of course. Wow. That... That is rather amazing. All right. Now, you uh, before you get in the ring tonight, you're going to be at Freak Toys this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Actually, Melanie at Freak Toys dropping in uh, her uh, text request here. Uh, wanted to get some pixies in. So, uh, all right, we'll do that. we got birthday trivia coming back next. Your chance to win from Big Mike's on the way, and we'll hear more from Tommy. It's the all-request buzz launch. Sheboygan's Rock Station, 106.5. The buzz. There we go. Pixies. That is my mind, Tommy Dreamer. 
hanging out here. All right, uh, we we must do the birthday trivia here. And this is actually, now Tommy, if you know the answer to this, which I'm sure you do, please do not say it out loud because uh, we, we do have to give this away here. All right. Birthdays today, Winona Ryder, 50, Richard Dreyfuss, 74, Kate Jackson of Charlie's Angels, 73, Dan Castellaneta from The Simpsons, 64, uh, Gabrielle Union, 49, uh, Music Birthdays, Tove Lowe, 34, Randy Jackson of The Jacksons, not the It Doesn't Work For Me Dog Jacksons, uh, 60, uh, and see, Born On This Day No Longer With Us, Bob Ross, Beth Chapman and uh, Kevin Dubrow from Quiet Riot. So we get some Quiet Riot for the birthday song here. And birthday trivia. Uh, Born on this day, no longer with us, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Tragically, no light. Passed away earlier this year. Uh, Had you ever interacted with uh, Mr. Wonderful? Uh, I've met him a bunch of times. Never had uh, any matches with him or anything like that. But I mentioned him at a lot of like conventions and stuff. Yeah, I seemed like a nice enough guy. Yeah, uh, and what an athlete he really was. If you go back and you look at all his stuff, he was a star, star athlete and one of the best professional wrestlers of all time. Absolutely, which of course he displayed in the main event of WrestleMania One, which is where we go for birthday trivia. Who was the special guest timekeeper for the main event? of WrestleMania 1. 451-2300. First one to get it right. 25 bucks from Big Mike's and your Brewer Magnet schedule for next season. Who was the special guest timekeeper for the main event of WrestleMania 1? 451-2300. What, what's that? I will give that person a signed picture. There's two professional wrestlers that were at WrestleMania 1 that actually got to perform at a WrestleMania. Do you know those two? For the winner, for that, gets an autographed Tommy Dreamer 8 by 10. Ooh. All right. So we, we have dueling birthday trivia questions here. I, I All right. All right. Who was the special guest timekeeper? Get to the 25 bucks from Big Mike's. I know that, so I can't get it. Yeah, no, this is true. And uh, what? Give, give me yours one more time. And there are two professional wrestlers who were at the first ever WrestleMania and then got to perform at a WrestleMania. Who are they? Oh, okay. All right. 451-2300. Requ- Sheboygan's Rock Station, 106.5 The Buzz. There you go. Birthday song for today. Mama, we're all crazy now. Kevin DeBrow, unfortunately born on this day, no longer with us. Yeah, you're a Long Island guy, Tommy. Quiet Riot? Oh, yeah. Now, I was going to... How much did you run across them back in the day? No, never. Never? Uh, I was a teenager. Uh, I was more of a... Didn't get into the world of rock and roll metal until I was a, what they call a Guido. Uh, so that we didn't mix those two, uh, rock and roll. And I had a, I was rocking a cool mullet when uh, I was walking around town. Didn't have the long hairs. The long hairs and metal, that was totally different people. Yeah, all right. All I was right. into club music. Ugh. All right. The, I'd hate me, current me today. The, the forget about it type. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's you know what, fair enough. All right, birthday trivia. Uh, Boss Man Wiener, by the way, correctly getting Liberace correct for the WrestleMania One timekeeper, which is just absolutely at the time Liberace appearing on a wrestling event has just got to be one of those. What? Yep, Liberace, uh, Billy Martin, and uh, Muhammad Ali were all part of that special. And uh, if you know anything about the history of professional wrestling. 
Uh, Vince McMahon uh, mortgaged his home. Uh, everything was on the line for that first ever WrestleMania. If it was not a success, uh, the WWE would have ended before it even started. That was uh, he, he risked everything that he had to make that a success, and he's been a proven success. Uh, I would I would absolutely say so. By the way, uh, nobody got Tommy's question. I, I didn't even get Tommy's question right. Uh, so who, who were the future professional wrestlers who were in attendance at WrestleMania 1? Was little Guido, Guido Maritato, uh, from the FBI, uh, from ECW and WWE, who's a cruiserweight champion. He got to do it at WrestleMania 20. And one Tommy Dreamer was at uh, WrestleMania, the first one ever, and he got to perform at WrestleMania 23. So it took Guido 20 years, myself 23 years. What What is it like stepping out on the stage at a WrestleMania? If you can put it into words. Uh, man... Well, it's better when you receive that paycheck because you're like, oh my gosh, I got paid this much money to uh, perform. It's, yeah, it, it was cool for me. It was in Michigan where I'm a homeowner in Michigan and uh, my wife's family's from Michigan and my daughters were born and I was there to do it with my ECW friends and it was just a, it was a really, really cool moment. And like I said, man, I've always been a fan and I've been to WrestleManias before and just it, it's like a bucket list if, you know, you... You start off any athlete, you know, you want to, it's their Super Bowl. It's, it is what it is. And it's, it's a moment. And that's what, for a lot of wrestlers, we live for those moments. Absolutely. All right. So now how much of the current product do you really stay on top of? I watch it all. I'm still a fan. We, Plus, I talk about it on Sirius XM's Busted Open. So, that, and so, do you any thoughts, any opinions? What What do you think? Of, Here's my greatest opinion about modern day professional wrestling. When I grew up as a kid, we had it all. We had the AWA, the NWA. We had territory wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and I couldn't consume enough. I had wrestling magazines. I loved it. And when I had my friends, we would all talk about professional wrestling. And or people now talk about the heyday of professional wrestling with WCW, ECW, and WWE. And everyone loved every single night. You know, even on Monday nights when there was this big war, but fans just embraced it. We all wore the t-shirts. And now with there's an AEW and a WWE and there's Impact Wrestling, but fans have taken sides and, and there's almost negative chatter where people come at each other for being fans of professional wrestling and I don't understand that we are in an amazing era of professional wrestling where you're getting to see dream matches and men and women when they are get let go from the WWE they're going to other organizations and they're having you know new life and we're at this whole other threshold but there should be more like hey man I I watched last night the Packers and the Cardinals game and I was so invested in that game why because I'm in a bar in Oshkosh and I'm not, I've been to Lambo. I, I enjoy professional football and I just love the game. And it was an amazing finish and I'm in a place where everyone loved the Packers. And I think we should all just celebrate a great time because for a long time there was just WWE. And now we have a bevy of professional wrestling. It's on every single night and just sit back and enjoy it and don't, Negative chatter is not what we need in the world, uh, especially with wrestling, because it's supposed to make you happy. It's a form of entertainment, and uh, I think we should have more positive talk about it as opposed to the negative. 
So that's you don't need to pick sides. The message from Tommy would be: be a wrestling fan, yeah. not and I'm an AEW fan, and or I'm a WWE fan, and just, just be a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Uh, again, I had no emotional investment in last night's game, and I loved the game last night, and I was happy the Packers won. If I was actually thinking of going to the game in Arizona, I would have been enjoyed the game just as much. And, but there would have been a lot of Cardinal fans who were disappointed, but you still got to see a great football game, so enjoy it. Absolutely. All right. And going to be a great event tonight, going to be uh, Wax Tavern and Ballroom in Johnsonville. It, is Johnsonville possibly the smallest town you've ever wrestled in? No, I've wrestled in way. I've wrestled in uh, towns that are so small they didn't even have like a welcome to sign. <laughs> oh, okay, we got that. We got that. Well, and you know we have a brat factory, which you know, <laughs> just just follow the smoke. If you stick your head out the window, you should be able to just you know. I'll find it. It'll be like one of those Bugs Bunny cartoons where you know you just follow the scent just leads you in. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's coming up tonight, six o'clock, Lax Tavern and Ballroom in Johnsonville. Of course, Boygan's own Tough Tom going to be there, Rhino. Tommy Dreamer, Swoggle. And coming up 3 o'clock, Tommy going to be over at Freak Toys, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. Wait, are you allowed to kiss babies anymore in public? Or yeah, that? you're still allowed to do that. Okay, you're still allowed to do that. Good, good. Excellent. So stop on out. Bring your kendo sticks for signing purpose, not for, not for using purpose, signing purposes. And there are still some tickets available for tonight. Tommy, this has been a dream come true. Uh, for uh, you know, a guy who's been a fan as long as me to spend some time with you here, and you got you got any other messages for the good people of Sheboygan? No, man. Uh, I just uh, enjoy the day, and you told me I'm in some uh, pretty big company. Of the only other person to uh, sit uh, for this lunch hour is uh, Jerry Kramer. Jerry so Kramer. Jerry yeah. Kramer and Tommy Dreamer are now connected. So I love Too it. true. I and you know. Bring that up. Um, are, you're not a Hall of Famer yet, are you? No. Not officially? Do you think you're going to make it someday? Uh, I don't know. Hope so. Um, but if not, I'm okay. You know, it's uh, it's that Hall of Fame is just like the regular wrestling. It's predetermined. Ah. And it doesn't, as opposed to real Hall of Fames where you have uh, real stats and numbers. I hope so. But, you know, uh, uh, just when fans, you know, give you the GOAT, uh, on social media or they tell you you're a Hall of Famer, that, that's okay. And most importantly, your peers, you know, so when your peers know what you've done, that that's the cool thing. Yeah, the no... funny part, that's almost the exact same answer Jerry Kramer gave oh, really? when he that's was, cool. because that was before he went in. So, all right, coming up tonight, Pink Heels, charity show, One Fall Entertainment, going to be out at a Lox Ballroom and Tavern in Johnsonville. Tommy, it has been great. Let's get you back to nonstop rock here. Don't forget, we got free beer on the way. It being a free beer Friday, 